So welcome to a very special episode of the MNU TBR. I am joined once again by Alyssa and Rachel, and we are discussing stories brought to us in audio format, both in dramatized audio productions and audiobooks. Thank you for joining. Okay, so this week we are talking about audio books, audio drama, listening to stories in audio format, not reading it how we usually do it. But um, I was I was skeptical coming into audio, but I would like to hear your guys' how did you start listening to stories? What was that first format? Definitely audio dramas as a kid. Um, I am fully obsessed with Adventures and Odyssey. Mm-hmm. fully obsessed with Ventures and Odyssey from the time I was a small child. Um, I would actually listen to it as I fell asleep at night. I still listen to it all the time. So I think audio dramas in that respect were the first thing. And then of course, Adventures and Odyssey is produced by Focus on the Family. So then of course I got into Focus on the Family Radio Theater. And so their Narnia series and Green Gables production, all of that stuff I was fully into from a very early age. Yes. What about you, Rachel? For me, I, again, also just like Alyssa, it was Adventures in Odyssey because I can't remember a time in my life where my family wasn't listening to Adventures in Odyssey. Right. And then it's, it's like a gateway drug into more audio dramas. <laughs> I remember like having the you're probably too young for this Rachel I remember having the cassette tapes I, I listened to cassettes come on I'm not that young no. but no I, I was born on like the tail end of cassettes or maybe we were just really behind the times it could be that too <laughs> but I didn't start listening to audiobooks until like consistently listening to them until just maybe like two years ago and then I had more access to like online library facilities if you want to call it that and then it's a lot easier to get a hold of them isn't that great so when I started listening to audiobooks I would go on walks with my parents and I had literally a Walkman okay that's how old I am I'm 27 I had a Walkman (laughs) And it, and I would get the CDs from the library, the big, huge, like binder of like 16 CDs. And then you'd have to change the CD. So like when the Audible app came out and you can do it all on your phone and you can carry it wherever you go, you don't have to like remember where you are in the car with the CD and then transfer it to your CD player at home. It's, it's fantastic. So you don't have to turn over the tape either. I know, right? (laughs) So it is, um, it's a brave new world for audiobooks, for sure. It really is. I remember, I mean, talking about Walkmans and everything like that. I remember, I feel like my earliest memory was probably when I was like six or seven listening to Adventures in Odyssey and, you know, just loving the stories, absolutely loving the stories. And um, I had the cassettes too. I think I've listened to Back to Bethlehem, that three-part episode. I don't yes. know how many I almost wrote it. That's iconic episodes. It is. And I feel like that was almost the gateway too to my like biblical fiction love too. (laughs) If I can think of origin, that's probably it. (laughs) Yes. Those episodes. I love the early on, but I I love, so 
I was born in 94. So I love the stuff that happened around the time when I was a kid. So like Jason Whitaker, mm-hmm. I had total crush on him. And um, Mitch. <laughs> and Mitch. And all that <laughs> stuff happened when I was like fully invested in the show. Mm-hmm. Yes. I even had an Adventures of o- an Odyssey book over here on my shelf that was like the complete guide to Adventures in Odyssey <laughs> that I spent my allowance on as a kid so yeah that's awesome and it's something because it's like even though it's for kids there's some really interesting thing I mean you have like Eugene from where he's not a Christian you get to see his progression his faith journey you get to see like not just kids stories but also adult stories oh yeah uh, sure I was completely obsessed in like the, um, I don't know what year it was, but they did the Novacom conspiracy. Oh, those are amazing. amazing. Those and the the Blackguard Chronicles. Yes, like, so the Blackguard Blackguard Chronicles Chronicles are better than Novacom. Okay, the thing is, Novacom has Mitch. That is true. true. (laughs) The Blackguard Chronicles has Jason more prevalent. (laughs) Yeah, but I I was Team Mitch. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, like hidden identities trope, you know, I love that. And that was like (laughs) his story completely. Um, But also, okay, so I was like listening to that, obsessed with that whole um, conspiracy theory, like mind control, all that kind of thing. And then I kid you not, like a year later, I was listening to the radio. And then there was like these scientists in Japan that had got a computer to type what you thought and I'm like you were like what inception is this <laughs> oh no I'm like I know where this goes <laughs> and then Alexa came Alexa came I'm just gonna say you know yeah you never know <laughs> well I remember you put it like that <laughs> I mean I listened to it from a very early age because my siblings who are much older than me listen to it before I was born so then I grew up but I remember when Hal Hal Walker the first John Avery Whitaker Mm, Hal Smith Hal Smith Hal Smith the first John Avery Whitaker died and that was around I mean my mom says she remembers I think she was picking me up for something from daycare or something and she remembers hearing the storyline where he went away and she cried because she knew that that meant uh-huh. that he cried. so like just have you so- noticed that they're phasing him out of the new ones what it, but have, my, my brothers and i we made the observation there's like less and less of wit in all these new ones and our theory is that whenever this this sounds morbid, but whenever this current voice actor for Wit passes away, they're not going to recast him because it's such a hassle to oh. to find the voice match. Because this Andre Stoika, he doesn't even really sound like uh, Hal Smith or Paul Walker. Was it Paul Walker? It sounds familiar. Paul, yeah, something like that. Yeah, but so that's our theory. And Connie's becoming more and more of the mentor. But they can't. They can't have Odyssey without wit. They're gonna. Oh, no. But, like, if you think about it, the wonderful actors who played, like, Jack and Tom and, like, they've all... And I'm just, like... (sighs) But it's... But what's so cool about the show, it's over 30 years old, and it keeps progressing. It always has progressed 
they have different families that are focused on for a few mm -hmm. seasons and then it goes i mean they always progress they always preach the gospel they always reach out to kids of that time but also to the adults who've been listening to it mm -hmm. for 30 years or 27 years or <laughs> things it also age. seems that they're so they're, they say they're focused for eight to 12 year olds, but it does seem like they're expanding that age range as like say yeah. Buck and Jules, those are pretty firmly cemented characters and you can't keep them at 14 years old. Yeah. Not Eventually like they're going to graduate. Not like Connie, who's not no. aged more than 10 years and 30 years. So can I just give a quick, for those who may not know what we're talking about, Adventures <laughs> in Odyssey Forgot about that. is an audio <laughs> drama um, produced by Focus on the Family. It started in the 80s and it has been continuing on for 30 years. It takes place in a town called Odyssey, where mm -hmm. John Avery Whitaker um, has an ice cream shop slash Discovery Emporium. And there's a lot that goes on there with the kids. But there's also like we follow the stories of the people in the town and it's Christian family friendly for kids and adults radio drama. So sorry. Wanted to yeah. give that spiel in case people haven't heard of it. So. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you, Alyssa, because um, I'm so used to it. I think it, it doesn't need an intro. Right. <laughs> Do you know what Adventures in Odyssey was or were you not homeschooled? <laughs> I wasn't homeschooled, but I knew what Adventures in Odyssey was. <laughs> I've also I, noticed another Adventures in Odyssey observation. They're phasing Matthew out because they had to keep recasting his character because the voice actor kept aging out of the role. And they didn't yeah. do what, what they did with Jimmy Barkley. Do you remember what they did with Jimmy yeah, Barkley? They, they made a whole episode about... Puberty. Yeah. Which I, I thought was good because the Barkley family is iconic. You yes. can't riff off of It's a Wonderful Life and then throw them to the wind. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, can oh. we also talk about the spinoff? Does anybody remember the spinoff from Adventures in Odyssey? Remind me. I feel like it was right in between the Black Chronicles and Novacom. We had the last chance detective. Oh, I've oh, heard about those, but I've never really listened to them. I never I read really a couple books. But I knew about them, yeah. Yeah, with Jason. So it's like I remember when the Wait. last chance detective what? They had Jason in them? Yeah. She's like, I'm doing this now. Why <laughs> did <laughs> it tonight? <laughs> All right. Now I've got stuff to listen to while I craft and work on stuff. <laughs> yeah, so Jason Jason. Go for it. Jason leaves for a time and meets up with the Last Chance Detectives, which is a kid base uh, thing. If you haven't watched that, I mean, this is mid '90s, I think. Um, uh -huh. It's a a dad who's um, they live in New Mexico. His dad goes MIA, and he's determined to be the son. Blank on his name. Um, Jake. I don't, no, that was the dog's name. <laughs> I don't remember his name, but I know it's the same voice actor who played Ryan in the Kidsboro series. Okay, so he, um, Matthew. Nick, no, that's it, Mickey and me. I feel oh, like it was goodness. with a J. Mike, Mike, that's his name. Mike Fowler, there we go, it's coming. His dad <laughs> goes MIA in, um, war, and his mom moves him to New Mexico, like, 
to a, form a kid detective team. And I really love that. There's only three movies, but yes, there is an audio drama there. And that took way too long for me to tell me. And their headquarters are in an old fighter jet. You can't forget that. What? No. My brother. Oh, but they thought, or is it a bomber? It's a World War II fighter jet, which my brother is obsessed with B-17s, has been ever since he watched that movie. And yeah, that was probably one of the only reasons he watched it. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, yeah, so now I have to read or listen and watch those. Yeah. I have but, a, I, I always thought they should do a spinoff of when those kids are older and they actually go to see if they can find the dad. That was my brother well, and I's conspiracy Did he never theory. come back? spoiler alert i haven't i actually haven't listened to audio all of the audio dramas now <laughs> it's focused on the family there has to be a happy ending but here's the thing <laughs> i love what they did with in, in adventures and odyssey where it was like early 2000s mid 2000s where they brought back a bunch of the kids like the kids in the series as adults and like what, oh, the best small towns stuff well they what? could do that now it's, and then it's the best small town uh yes. album i and know then, that because when we lived in belize we had like five adventures in odyssey albums and we listened to like just that for nine whole years <laughs> i have those memorized i can <laughs> quote those to you as they come out <laughs> yes and so i love those but really everything that Focus on the Family Radio Theater did was fantastic. They okay. did. Okay, I so. I that, but that's for later. <laughs> okay, let's do, if we're gonna move to Focus on the Family Radio Theater, Alyssa, in 10 words or less, which one would you say? <laughs> I love- <laughs> love love the chronicles of narnia radio drama series from folks on the family radio theater i still listen to that like they're the reasons that i know the narnia stories backwards and forwards i love them i when i was like a kid i bought the full cd set it was like 60 bucks which for a kid is like a fortune That's big but i I bought the whole CD set. I still have it. Still listen to them. Now they're all on my phone from the CD set that I had as a kid. <laughs> Love them. They are so well produced. The music is great. The acting is great. Just fantastically wonderful. <laughs> I have one beef with that series, though. Bring it. I watched <laughs> she's like I will fight you on this they are immaculate no see I only listened to them after I had seen the first well I only recall listening to them after I had seen the first um Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe like seen the movie the old and BBC no 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 no, no. the newer ones okay the and radio series are true to the book the movies are not they they are I know and the it's good that they're true to the book. My only beef is with their voice of Aslan. He sounds like a wimpy lion. Aslan. 
I love the Aslan and the. Be that it isn't May. He is not Liam Neeson, and that is not okay. They do a great job, and he's the same Aslan for all seven stories, and he is amazing because they make you think of a lion without it, like just being some guy talking. It's it sounded like so like the like you would imagine the cowardly lion in the Wizard of Oz to look like. No, not that. Goofy. I said what I said. No, I will fight you. <laughs> I'm Come happy to no. say Aslan is my favorite part of that whole series. So you and I will have <laughs> words later. <laughs> well, maybe I just need to re-listen to it. But I, yeah, no, I don't. You know, it's it's funny how we hear different voices, and I've heard this about different narrators. It's funny how it's like some narrators you do not like the sound of. And I've heard that mm. it's like, I was like, oh, I listened to this book. And they were like, oh, I could not handle that narrator's voice. I couldn't finish the book. And it's just funny mm. how your brain reacts different to different voices, especially if you have like any kind of preconception of what they should sound like. I'm going to like just insert a little um, blooper here. One time I was, I was listening to the River of Time series by Lisa T. Bourbon and that narrator, first person POV from a teenage, an older teenage girl. And then that was my audio book. And I usually have an audio book and a reading book going on at the same time, but I try to pick very different genres. So that way I don't get them cross-threaded. And I was reading like a thriller from like a guy's point of view. And the problem was, is when I was reading the thriller, Abby's voice from what from the teenage voice narrator was in my head reading his lines and I'm like this isn't working I've got to clear my (laughs) I will say I can't listen to romances on audiobook most of the time it's awkward because the guy has to have guy's voice otherwise it sounds (laughs) so weird that's why all my favorite audiobooks are actually like kids and teenage books that I grew up reading that I just love. Yeah. Because I'm just like, I love romance books, like clean romance, Christian fiction books. But the audiobooks are a tough sell for me because I just can't do it without the guy being the guy and the girl. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just how I am. I feel like it's um it takes a really it, that's a very hard shoe to fit. There is actually one, um, Tammy L. Gray's Mercy's Fight. I know I keep on talking about this one. The audiobook version actually had two different narrators, Matt's voice, the main character, and then the female character. And then they I would like do their that. own. It was in two different first person POVs. That really worked. I thought. I liked well. that idea. Yeah. So that's one thing. Okay. A li- um, Rachel, what's your favorite focus on the family radio theater? I've only ever listened to uh, the Chronicles of Narnia and the Diedrich Bonhoeffer. Oh, I haven't seen that one. So I I love the one about Diedrich Bonhoeffer. That was the summer where I just connected with audio dramas, but that's a that's a story I'll tell later. Um, and it's just so well done. And he's one of the heroes of the Christian faith and one of my personal heroes. That's, mm-hmm. I would say, my favorite one, but I would re- also really like to hear their production of Screw Tape Letters because they have Andy yeah. Circus as it's Screw good. Tape or Wormwood. I mean, yeah, or is it Screw Tape? I forget. He, he reads. It's, it's, 
It's Wormwood that's writing to screw tape. Mm -hmm. I will say, so Mr. Barnishin, my 12th grade language arts teacher, I apologize in advance for this. <laughs> I got a, I got the flu while I was supposed to be reading that because I went to a Christian high school. So we read screw tape letters. So my mom, because I couldn't, I couldn't sit up in bed to read it. So my mom bought the Focus on the Family radio drama and I listened to it rather than reading it. Only time that had ever happened, still got an A and everything, but <laughs> it was so good. It was Andy Circus. So sorry. Go He's so it. good. Confession. Go ahead. <laughs> Confess away. It's good for the oh, soul. Oh, no, she confessed. I confess. <laughs> well, it's still good for the soul. It is. <laughs> and then have you listened to their Anne of Green Gables one? I haven't. I didn't even know they did that. It was really good. I haven't explored the world of Focus on the Family Radio Theater. I've actually done a lot more Lamplighter audio drama and Heirloom audio drama. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of those. Haven't. Okay. I'm about to enlighten y'all. <laughs> <laughs> So Heirloom Audio Productions, they take the stories of G.A. Henty and then they dramatize them. Well, not as in like an audio book, but they will turn it into a world-class audio drama and they are so good. I really, really love them. Um, and then Lamplighter Audio Drama. So they take these old, these classic books that no one's ever heard of and then these are all like Christian stories that are amazing stories of faith and they're so well written. And then they'll take them and they'll reprint them for one. I've been mm. to their headquarters and I've seen their, their printing stuff, equipment, and I've been in their printing room and it's so, so cool. But I digress, going back to their audio dramas. So they'll make them into these audio dramas and they are stellar. They are amazing. They have a lot of the same well they have some of the same writers like say from adventures and odyssey like john fornoff kathy buchanan i've met them by the way just a little <gasps> bit of to put in here and they are so so cool amazing wow. people and they have people like john campbell composing for them i've met him too and he's amazing and i got so to listen jealous. i got to listen to him compose what it was one of the most beautiful things i've ever seen in my life i almost cried is amazing and people like Todd Bastide sound designing for them and too it was how how so they so they have a yearly they call it the lamplighter guild so it's kind of like a convention of the arts they have script writing photography filmmaking voice acting and stage acting they have their own recording studio inside an old pipe organ oh my goodness yeah think on that <laughs> <laughs> it's in Mount Morris, New York, and I was able to go there one year, and it's, for anyone who's interested in those kind of things, I highly, highly recommend you to go there. It is, it'll change your life, and I don't say that lightly. That is yeah. so cool. You got, y'all need to listen to them. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, that was my fangirling session. <laughs> You blew so it right that right there. It, it's Lamplight and what's the other one? Lamplighter Theater. Yeah. And Heirloom Audio Productions. Heirloom Audio. Okay. Uh, I'm going Have to... you guys ever heard the, sorry, I digress. Have you guys ever heard the Left Behind audio dramas from Tyndale House? 
No, I but I did like... hear Todd Bastide, who sound designed for that, break down the audio production that he sound designed <laughs> for us to Of course you did. Absorb. Those are pretty good. I've only I gotten so that far in, in that series because for multiple reasons, but <laughs> I like them. I just, it's hard to find the audio dramas. And so we can, because they were made in the 90s and they're pretty obscure. So mm-hmm. like, but they're really good. How many books Not are there children. in that series? <laughs> what how many books are there in that series because you can go to almost any thrift store and there's like five at least five left behind books there yeah i feel like every time i feel feel like like there's more i think there was 12 wasn't there i don't know i started listening to the um or i started doing the um because i think they did the left behind kids as well i think they did i read all those as a kid but i the Audio dramas, they do a really good job with Nikolai Carpathia and the Antichrist with mm-hmm. his voice. He is sufficiently creepy, but charming because that's what, you, but anyway, it was yeah. very, yeah, very intense. One, but one very weird good. thing you'll notice in like the gene, the gene pool for Christian fiction or Christian audio dramas and so on and everything, it's, they use a lot of the same actors. Mm-hmm. So then you'll be like, oh, wait, 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 wait. I know this guy. I know this guy. What's his voice? Oh, oh yeah, this is where he, I heard him. This is his name. And we'll like hear okay. his voice and be like, oh, but they're also famous Hollywood actors. Did you know the there first are. John Avery Whitaker yeah. was in Andy the Griffith? Drunk Otis Campbell. Um, Otis Campbell and Andy Griffith. Did you know that the guy who played no. Bernard on Adventures mm-hmm. in Odyssey was in the Partridge Family? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like. I've I've watched TV shows like from the early 2000s and been like, she was an actress on Adventures in Odyssey because you recognize their voice. Uh-huh. And it's so funny because like Otis Campbell was the town drunk in Andy Griffith, and then he's like this paragon of virtue in Adventures well, he, in Odyssey. He's he, he. I read somewhere that he never drank a drop in his life, but he played the town drunk on Andy Griffith. Mm-hmm. That's wow. so cool. I love that. We were just watching an Otis episode. I just love how well he does that character. He's just an acting genius. No. (laughs) Yeah, Otis Campbell is the first John Avery Whitaker. (laughs) His acting chemistry with Don Knotts is flawless. It is. Oh my goodness, those two. Incredible. It is comedy gold. It is. It is like one of my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) So that is like something that John Whitaker was in Mayberry. I just love Mm -hmm. that crossover. (laughs) It's a crossover episode. (laughs) And then you got like Hermie and Wormy, who were like Don and with the big ideas. So, yep. Anywho, wait, that's that's different. Go back. Go back. What? Uh, what did you say? Do, do you do you ever watch Hermie and Wormy? By Big Ideas. Is idea? that the no. Big Ideas for people who did Veggie Tales? No wait. I don't know. No, what was that big was Matt Potato. That was Thomas right. Nelson. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then it was Don Knotts and uh, Tim Conway. That's it. Yes, they they voiced those two. Okay. Oh my goodness, the subtext in some of those jokes—they make reference to some of their other movies. Like they do her yes i haven't Hermie, watched those the, in years the, the voice of tim conway he'll make references to like 
who wormy who's Don Knotts. Mm-hmm. And like there's like a part where the bugs are putting on a play. They make Don Knotts the sheriff or deputy. And he goes, I'm always the deputy. <laughs> and it's like know? all these there's little hidden things in there that only people who know their shows. I think there might even be an apple dumpling reference, but I'm not sure. Well you the know they reference Andy Griffith and in Odyssey. There's a mm-hmm. nod to that in Adventures and Odyssey. So in the episode Hold Up and the 12th album, when the guy robs Wits End, he goes into the safe and he's like, what's this? An autographed autographed picture of Andy Griffith? And Connie goes, <laughs> well, yeah, he's a big fan. Big fan. And then they move on. It's stuff like that. No, I don't need to listen to that one again. Yes. Because oh. I think I know which one you're talking about yeah that's funny i feel like too i feel like adventures and i know we're kind of bouncing back that's the theme of this episode is digress (laughs) and um well because i've learned new brand new things you guys are you guys are teaching me i had no idea i am going to totally spring that on my family about otis being the first wit (laughs) if you ever like want to know more about it just listen to the adventures and odyssey podcast Oh, yeah. and then that'll give you a lot of information okay did you know the um um black what's his name black the the villain right before the blackguard 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 i believe i haven't found who he like his name but i want to know jungle book two i think yes. his voice is the same voice as um shere khan Yes, I was like, is. I was like watching it with my little brother and sister. I'm like, I'm like 98% sure that that's him. I think it's him, but I can't I mean, remember because they also, a bunch of them also did Disney stuff too. And I can't remember yes. which one did which Disney movies. I, I know Will that Smith was, is in some. He like, Disney he movies. does his voice and then he'll like yeah. do a chuckle. Not and Will like, Smith, oh my goodness, Will Ryan. That is <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Will Ryan, who voices Eugene. Yes, there are several of them who have done, like, the girl who plays, like, uh, some of them have done Barbie, voices of Barbie, and some of them have, like, uh, they're very famous voice actors. Yes, Chris. Um, Jason was the 7-Up Dot guy. And also Inspector Gadget. Yes. So, like, they all, so all of this to say that all the actors who do these shows that we're talking about, (laughs) <laughs> are absolutely fantastic at what they do mm-hmm. because they are paid by Disney. They are paid by like tons of companies to do what they do. So the fact that they come and do the, these audio dramas for 30 years, is pretty cool. And that is, I'm so glad to see that it's something that's lasted. And then I feel like, you know, and they took that and they continued with um, radio theater branching off of Odyssey, but just awesome. Okay. So I'm going to talk about my favorite audio, um, I didn't listen to a lot of the radio theater because at that time the Novacom thing was going and that had my full attention. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I loved, I think it's labeled Luke Chronicles or Jesus Chronicles, but it's, I think it's off of a Tim LaHaye book because I was trying to actually find the information. And it is the point of view of Luke doing his research because Luke is one of the gospels that is not an eyewit, like, uh, He's not a direct eyewitness. He um, recorded and interviewed and like went and found the people and got their eyewitness accounts when he 
put together his gospel. And it has it in a story format, like Paul's in prison and he's like Luke's book of the gospel is almost like part of Paul's defense team when he's on trial. And so he goes and he's getting all this eyewitness testimony, eyewitness accounts and sending it, but it's like, oh, in case it falls into the wrong hands, address it to Theophilus. So that's kind of like how it opens. But then you get, then it switches to like the narrative and the story. He interviews shepherds, he finds disciples <gasps> and, he, and he talks to them. That and sounds it's amazing. Just, oh, cool. So it's like, so then it'll, they'll start to narrate and then it'll slip into the scene where they're experiencing it and then it'll have like Luke then moving to another person it's such a cool and I just love that perspective of I need to find this yeah I need need this in my life now (laughs) I have more things to listen to while I craft (laughs) it's a great way I I love listening to so I was a audiobook skeptic even after all my things in adventures and odyssey and stuff like that I was like it's different than reading a book because I had mm-hmm. not yet read a book or listened to a book. But my brother was a little like, oh, I just listened to Tarzan by Edgar Rice Burroughs. I just did, you know, he was doing all these classics that he could never read before. He didn't have the attention span to sit down and read them. But he goes, I listened to the audiobook and I like totally get it and, you know, discuss it. And then, so I started on nonfiction. So it's just one voice like narrative telling you kind of like you're listening to a lecture. And I really got into uh, some nonfiction. I absolutely loved um, No Greater Valor. It's a story that follows some of the individuals that fought in the Siege of Beston in World War II. It was like a mini battle inside the Battle of the Bulge, where we were on French soil pushing the Germans back. And this was like the last German to try and break the line and get through and they held at Beston and they were under siege over Christmas and it's like the story of a few of the individuals some of them who were really deep men of faith and their story and that just I really love listening to nonfiction through that I really don't like nonfiction, but that sounds fascinating it does so you have sold me on that I also listened to another really great one is they came for freedom it's a story of the pilgrims but also it talks a lot about the indian um cultural dynamics and their own politics in their thing squanto's whole story that's an incredible one and there's another one um that follows um winston churchill's early years in the boer war and he gets captured and he escapes and it is like happenstance because he wasn't a super like he didn't have great prowess and he had like no survival skills and he escaped and went on surviving and actually that's part of where he had some of his faith in the period where he's behind enemy lines and trying to get to the other side I'm trying to remember the name of that one i should have written it down <laughs> but yeah nonfiction is a great way that's kind of what got me started and so there are a few I enjoy sci-fi sometimes because it's like my mind can do better with that I think first person point of view is the best for like an audiobook reading hmm. I've never thought about it like that I also like <laughs> the point of view and I don't remember which one it is 
but it's a narrator. Third who... person. No, wait. Thank you. I'm really Is bad it? at this. Is it I though? Don't I don't know. But anyway, I don't know either. Because my favorite audiobook is Inkheart, which my favorite book is Inkheart. If you follow me on Bookstagram, you know that my favorite book of all time is Inkheart by Cornelia Funka. But the audiobook of that, they got Lynn Redgrave, who's a famous actress, to read it. Second one was Brendan Fraser, because he was in the Inkheart movie. So they had him do the second book audiobook. The third one is the guy who apparently does the Harry Potter audiobooks. But this first one with Lynn Redgrave, I can listen to it as I fall asleep because it's just so well done because it's a famous actress. And like the fact that they can narrate and do all the different vo- voices mm-hmm. as an actress. And then like, it's just so soothing. And she's like this older British lady at the time. I think she might've passed away at this point, mm-hmm. but she just read it so well she had nothing to do with any of the points of view of the characters, but just the narration aspect of it. I also love that too. I think that might be second person. Okay. You find out and let I me know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I work in finance now, so I don't know these things. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't come into view when you're calculating taxes or whatnot. Oh. I don't know what area you work in, but... <laughs> Alyssa, what's one of your favorite audiobooks? Well, Inkheart, for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but also, I'm Peter not paying and attention. The- I'm, <laughs> I'm reading my notes, and it's like, oh, yeah, it's all right. You already Inkheart did. is by far my favorite audiobook that I just talked about. I also love Peter and the Starcatchers, mm-hmm. which is like a prequel series to Peter Pan. I grew up reading those books. I spent my allowance at, at the book fair, classic book fair as a kid, buying the first book. And then like spent my allowance growing up, like buying each book as it came out. I love the audiobooks. Fantastic actor who, again, narrates and does all the voices in such a way. It all, it's both him and Lynn Redgrave with Inkheart did it almost like an audio drama. But yeah so soothing I can still listen to them as I fall asleep because it's like just the way they do it it's just it's just top-notch narration so love those two for sure what about yeah those sound good what about you Rachel um I think I'd have one some of my top ones um How to Catch a Prince by Rachel Houck the narrator she has for that one she is so good you forget that you're listening to just one narrator. I think her name is Eleni Papa George. She does a fabulous job. And that was one of the first Rachel Houck books I read. And it's still one of my favorites to this day. Also, her new narrator for her new series. I don't know her name. She's She's amazing. But I think my my top, 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 top favorite audiobook would be Brand of Light by Ronnie Kendig. Because okay. that narrator has basically ruined all other narrators <laughs> for me. Well, as, at least from like oh. male narrators, because his, his versatility of voice, and I love like voice acting and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's something I pay attention to. And his flexibility, his intonation, his accents are flawless. And it's just, mm. 
he's got great like he's got incredibly deep voice too in some things okay so mm-hmm. i have a clip here i did receive permission from oasis audio oasis audio has some really great audiobooks i got permission to use a little bit of um the beginning of brand of light for your listening pleasure and this is these are all available this one is available on audible if you want to go in and mm-hmm. the audio doesn't come through let's it'll be like the best sh- 19 hours of your life or, or less if you listen to it at higher at like a higher speed like i do <laughs> okay so here we go like to assert a hatred of technology. My place is never wrong. He is gifted. It cannot be argued. Give him over to what he was called. Man, large, eyes black and fierce, shoulders larger than great hip, gold cords swung across the stranger's chest. Achilles stepped back with a choked breath, wiped his eyes. He knew, knew what that meant. A master hunter, a king ghost, clicking the device back onto the wrist strap, the stranger stopped to Achilles. You are brave, yes. Your eyes seem to stab in fear of Achilles. Nibley, he nodded. Then you will ride strong and fearless. Where are we going? Father moved between him and the Master Hunter and led Achilles to the foyer. Remember the night you were able to ferret out the servant boy who had stolen your bow? His grip tightened, pressure almost painful. No one could find him. If you did, he said, you could smell his fear. An unfamiliar rush pelted his courage in ice rain and winter. Suddenly, he understood why the Master Hunter had come. You've come for me? I have. Doors swung open with a bang, jerking around. Black night poured in, rain splattering floors. Destriers stamped in the inner bailey as the storm raged. Guards, war horses, who seemed impatient to be on their way rather than stand still. Achilles could relate to their restlessness. Achilles, his father knelt before him. The ancient has blessed you with gifts that will help bring justice to the lands. Ride with Roman. Going with the Kingos and the one thing. Those who went never returned. Did you get that? I did. And he makes me so excited to listen to it again. I have never listened or read, and I am now intrigued. That sounds really cool. Every time it- I'm like, y'all, this is the best one ever. Listen to it, and I try to show them a clip, and they just kind of look at me a little unimpressed. I'm like, this, this, this doesn't... You gotta, and then I run out of words and I'm like, you just gotta listen to the whole thing because his voice combined with the incredible writing, it just sucks you in. And I, I didn't cry lis- reading it the first time, but I definitely cried listening to it. Yeah. It's, it was terrible. It's an incredible, it's an incredible like work of art level um, audiobook. I mean, an intense, an intense read. I remember, yeah, I remember. And it, it helps <laughs> slow it down and helps you process the scenes because I don't know about you guys, but once you kind of get into it and then you start reading faster and faster and faster and then soon you're just skimming everything because you need answers. Yeah. And then especially in say like Ronnie Kendig's uh, more suspense action, paramilitary ones, then it helps break down, especially the action scenes because then you're like, okay, so then he does this and then the other person does this, and then you can see it better in your head than when you're just like flipping pages. I have a really bad time with that. And I mean, with some of the books too, like the ones that you, Rachel, were talking to, you're like, oh, well, what about this person? I'm like, I totally forgot about that person because I was <laughs> right? like, 
to the ending. It's like, what person <laughs> are we talking about? So it does help slow it down. So now let's talk a little bit about reading speed. That was actually, I think at 1.5, or did I leave it at original speed, reading speed? What's your preferred reading speed in an audiobook? Normal. <laughs> but I don't listen to a lot of audiobooks. I listen to audio dramas and I listen to audiobooks. When I do listen to audiobooks, like if I can't stand how slow the narrator goes, I typically don't finish it. So, because <laughs> um, I didn't know until very recently about the ability to speed up the speed, but it still like bothers me as, as somebody who does acting, like mm -hmm. to hear somebody acting out, but it being sped up just bothers me. So I prefer normal or not at all, but that is very, my very snobbish um, audiobook self coming through so I'm interested to hear what you guys say for me it's one it's generally 1.5 okay. more than that and I'm like eh, this is going too fast and slower than that it's oh would you just hurry up <laughs> but that's only for audiobooks for audio dramas then you stay yeah. at the same speed yeah but audiobooks it's gotta be faster or else I'm like would you yeah you gotta move on <laughs> Maybe I need to try 1.5 with an audiobook I think goes too slow. You know, it really, I really feel, I read, I listened to one that was a Regency and I'll start it out really slow, but it was a very slow narration and I couldn't handle it. I'm usually uh, two times her. Good. That's my, yeah. Really? Yeah. That would bug me too much. That takes well, a I whole new level. That takes speed reading to a whole new level. <laughs> But well, you finish fast. I, I do. I finish them and it's like, I'll look at this thing and it's like, oh, it's a 10 hour audiobook. I can get it done in five, you know? So wow. I'm not competitive at all. <laughs> I listen to it. I guess I like to be entertained even by audiobook, not just for consumption of the yeah. story. But well, that's because my true love is audio dramas. Yeah. So. To me, I can't consume it and enjoy it that speed, but that's because probably I'm not used to it. Because if you're used to it, I'm sure going at regular speed is just way too slow. Way yeah. Too slow. Well, and I feel like since all since I did a lot of those um, nonfiction, I mean, that's like a huge chunk of book. They're like sometimes 10, 12 hours. And it's like, but if I could speed them up, I can still understand everything that's going on. It's just faster. And I feel like I was sometimes trying to read along with the book and listen to it. And it can be two times or two times 2.5, like reading speed. So I feel like that kind of works, but sometimes the accents can get a little weird. <laughs> they do. I think that might be why I don't like it is because when they're acting, like I said, when they're acting and they've got the accents like Lynn Redgrave or the guy who does the Peter and Starcatcher, sorry, I can't tell you his mm -hmm. name. Um, he I mean they I want I don't know I just I can't speed that up as somebody who does acting I want to appreciate it but at the same time like man I wish I could just listen to our audiobook in five hours that's a superpower <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah I mean I don't know. I, I start, I started to, I think my brother showed me how I could like speed it up and I'm like, oh my goodness, I can get through so much faster now. <laughs> I bet and, I could get used to it if I really tried. I just, you know, it's funny. Try to bump it up like slowly. If your, if your app allows you to go like in increments of half time, 
try it and your brain becomes my brain like became a it becomes accustomed to the faster speed so okay. it does that's, that's my trying. theory you guys that's my theory yeah you've convinced me okay so yes to demonstrate okay so like i'm going to here i guess what we'll do i have chapter two because I, I really like chap the beginning of chapter two of dust for this reason also by oasis audio so this is dust at um one time speed Dust by, by Kara swanson yes by Kara swanson the peter pan retelling continuation yeah. continuation gotcha okay continue all right London, England. You know that feeling between falling and flying, frozen in air, heart and throat, pulse pounding so loud it drowns out everything but that small voice screaming, don't die. Yeah, that's where I'm at. And I love it. The adrenaline, the weightlessness, the freedom. Though the ground rushes up at me at a breakneck pace as I launch over a towering brick wall. Focus, Peter. I bend my knees as the air rips past my dropping body. And then, thud. I land on both feet, one hand pressed against the asphalt, unable to fight the smirk. Ha! It wasn't so hard. If only Tink could have seen. I cut off that thought, but bring a swell of regret, reminding me again why I'm stuck jumping over blasted walls, soaring through the air, why I'm grounded. So. I haven't listened to that audiobook yet. I listen to it on two times speed because it is a slower narration, but especially like Peter's point of view, it, it really helps with the, I felt like there was more suspense when I sped it up. So I think, I think that would be one that I would definitely read at to 1.5 or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel it's like quite a slow narrator. It yeah, is, it is. It is a slow narrator. I feel like the accent also sounds a little bit better when it's faster too. So, and Peter's a more energetic character. Yes, yes. He so would it, never it, talk that slow. Mm-mm. No, so <laughs> I feel like it, it fit the book, it fit the story, it fit the characters sped up. My opinion. Okay. You might have convinced me to try that. <laughs> I don't take much convincing, so. <laughs> <laughs> We're just like, here, try this. And like, okay. <laughs> okay, I'll do it. So now I've got new audiobooks, new audio dramas, and new ways of listening to them to try. There we go. Okay, so the last clip that I have for you guys is um, it's book one, the beginning, the sample line of book one in a six book series. <laughs> it is narrated by one of the authors. And it is Cassifer Stone by the pen name is David James Warren. And it is narrated by uh, James Rupert. Rupert. 
and <laughs> I have it, I have it on 1.5 because it's another little bit slower, but it is like an intense point of view. So I only did 1.5. I kept it slow. Slow, she says. <laughs> I kept it slow. slow. <laughs> okay, so here we go. He is perfect for that. He is. And I just realized something. The 48-hour window? I know. And then what the the thing does? And he has the 48 hours? I never made that connection before. I was, like, really looking forward to just listening. The preview of the first chapter. Oh, my goodness. It gives me goosebumps because we know. I listen or read to these books but i'm kind of waiting then listen i'm waiting for them all to come out and then i can read them all yeah i can't imagine how this would work out because the these the series the true lies of rembrandt stone um they're releasing like every two months we get them all in the space of a year but if we had to wait every year for one to come out people would lose interest nuts (laughs) i'm already having a hard enough time waiting two months i know because of reasons that I can't say because there's spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers here. No, no spoilers, but it's yeah, really intense. Okay, so here's my thing. Here, you know how I always I always estimate my reading time. Once everything's out, because I want to read them first, but they are releasing audiobooks in all of them with that same narrator. And um Jim said he's like, it's really fun because he gets to like be the main character because they're all first person um, POV. So you're, it's a really deep POV. And um, especially the last like, book. <sighs> <laughs> and then, so I'm just thinking when everything's out, I'm wondering, they're all, all the audiobooks, I believe, are like five hours long. I could read it in 2.5 hours. I could read the, I could listen to the whole series in the space of one day if I pushed it. <laughs> wow. That, that might not be good for your mental health. <laughs> just, just judging from what's happened so far in this series, I think you would be depressed afterwards. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, that really makes me want to go read them now. <laughs> Well, so the thing is, is like, it was like always my favorite family theory because we really enjoyed 
24, especially season four, which I believe is the best one. But it's like, we were like, okay, each, uh, each episode is like 45 minutes long. You could technically binge a whole season, re watch a 24 um, season in 24 hours. I've never done it, but we always talked about it. And I'm thinking about- <laughs> I did that with Poldark at one point. I, but it wasn't 24 hours, but I probably sat and watched Poldark for it, like a good 12 to 14 hours. <laughs> it was a little obsessive. Just a little. Just a little. I am thankful to my brothers for actually getting me into audiobooks because I do enjoy them. I love listening to them while I drive stuff or do laundry mm -hmm. it's like they're yeah. a really great way and you get the story like I will often I put like little notes on some of the on my list of books because I truly forget which ones I've actually read and which ones I've listened <laughs> to in the books it's true okay so can we talk about this really fast yes yes because I'm going to test this all day when you listen to an audiobook paying attention from start to finish it absolutely counts as reading a book yes mm -hmm. Does anybody disagree with me? No. Okay. How it dare people not count, count it as reading? Radio dramas it's... don't count. No. But audiobooks do. That's do. just my opinion. <laughs> I wanted to make that known. Oh, I have a little bit of a, I have a question. This is, I don't know if this is a conundrum or not. Okay. So we say, a, we count a novella as a read, like in our book total, but why don't we count like a book that has multiple novellas in it as why do we count it as just one read? Oh, that's a good point. I count a book with multiple books in it, but not multiple novellas. Mm-hmm. Think on oh. that. Oh, <laughs> Rachel, throw yeah. in a little last minute um, question of existentialism. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't sleep at night. You're welcome. <laughs> Yes, like I always like will try and go, um, you know, because it takes a while on Goodreads for uh, a multiple novella book set to be a, a, like available to mark as read as individual novellas. I think it's like a six month um, delay or something yeah. before they can have them individually as eBooks under just mm -hmm. that one author, something about the market. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I feel like it's, you know, when I read it, I count it all as one, but if it's like, if I read like an old novella collection where I only want to read like one or two authors out of that point, I then will go on Goodreads and mark it as one on Goodreads. So Goodreads influences how I mark it, I guess. <laughs> okay. I mean, nothing to do with audio dramas and audiobooks, but that is a good point that I'm going to take away and do, do just that on my Goodreads. There we go. Up should count. <laughs> it does it does that that's my main beef it's like it's like we say this is a read and we say this is a read even though this oh wait no I'm doing stuff with my hands that listeners <laughs> can't see <laughs> this doesn't no that doesn't work with saying it no you're just gonna have to wonder about that one <laughs> she's basically saying we count a really skinny novella as a read and we count a really thick book as a read even but it has many skinny books in it. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Thank you. You can explain words, descriptions. Here we go. 
Yeah. Well, I'm just like thinking it's like, oh yeah, we don't like, we have like good reads to, to track that, but there's like nothing to track audio dramas. Nobody cares about radio dramas. <laughs> well, I don't think audio dramas should be counting because they're not word for word of the book. They should be considered but to be a story. story. It is there's a story. A story. No, I'm talking about like a separate thing, like like how we keep our lists of books and everything like that. Oh, I would destroy if there was something all. <laughs> with Narnia. I listened to that those stories just a little too much but they're just so comforting (laughs) you don't even like have to listen listen to them it's just familiar white noise pretty much yes at a certain point yeah keeps you from not obsessing about serial killers we got this what (laughs) (laughs) no but like when you're home alone you're not scared of being alone you're scared that you're not actually alone Hey, I was a nanny for a place that had like windows and I would often do overnights and it was just like all dark out there. And that was a time that, that I was really obsessed with criminal minds. And I had to find something to watch that wasn't. <laughs> what? I would go nuts. I will say I do listen to stuff to not be scared at night. I will admit to that. And Narnia and Odyssey and Inkart and Peter and Starcatcher mm-hmm. audiobooks are part of that. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do the same thing. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Well, thank you guys so much for talking to me with this. Thanks for having me and us. This is awesome. Thank you. So after I recorded this last episode, I totally did a face palm because I forgot about one of my very, very, very favorite dramatized audio Bibles that I really wanted to include in this episode because I absolutely love it and I want you to hear why I love it. So it is called NIV Live, The Bible Experience. It has a whole incredibly interesting cast and each person has like an individual voice. I just love the background music. Well, here, let me play you the sample of what is available to check out. The Book of Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So that is why I love it. Every book is so unique. Each, I mean, it even goes through like Leviticus and it, when it's talked about the different like sacrificial animals, you hear like lambs bleeding and um, calling out in the background. You hear like people talking as if they're in like a marketplace in some places. It's just incredibly well done. And I was recommended to it like a few years ago and it has 
it's amazing of how many times I have read the Bible, but then just sometimes listen to this dramatized audio version. I have caught things that I have definitely missed in my regular reading. I think it's a great study tool because you get that other perspective. Anyway, that is my really high recommendation if you're looking for a dramatized audio Bible. And um, let me know what you enjoyed in this episode. If you listen to audiobooks or audio dramas, which ones are your favorite? Which narr- Do you have a favorite narrator? I'd love to hear about it. You can always contact me at Nicole and the Unending TBR on Instagram and Facebook. And also follow A Wee Bit Bookish, where Rachel posts her reviews and bookstagram by Alyssa Morgan, where Alyssa shares her pictures and books. And we will talk to you next time.